And Michigan State's loss was big because they had a shot if they could have beat Iowa, then they beat Nebraska on the road tomorrow night and the regular season finale Saturday against Ohio State. They could have got that double bye. And that's what's driving Izzo nuts. And that was uncharacteristic for a Michigan State Izzo coach team and just a god-awful finish. Losing at Iowa, Tim Stout, Stout on sports. He's seen it all with Izzo. He's been around everything sports in East Lansing. In terms of a collapse in-game by a Michigan State basketball team, where would last Saturday in Iowa City rank, Timmy? Well, the aftermath is not what it was, in my opinion, when they lost to Middle Tennessee to open the NCAA tournament a few years ago when they were the overwhelming pick to win the NCAA championship, and they didn't even get out of the first game. Now, that game, they were behind 15-2, to so it wasn't as if they blew a big lead at the end. The way this game ended, look, I mean, not only in Michigan State history, in college basketball history, I mean, to me, the... The incredible stat of it all, Bill, was that if you knew nothing else and you knew State had a 13-point lead with 90 seconds to go mm. and they scored 10 points, it's not like they were shut out. They scored 10 points. So the only way that the game could extend past regulation is if you give up 23. That's 33 points in a minute and a half. I, I defy anybody to tell me when that's happened before or if that'll ever happen in the future. But in the aftermath, you know, it's a regular season game. I mean, look, it's obviously a huge disappointment from that standpoint. But in terms of what it meant in terms of relevance, you know, they lost to uh, Syracuse uh, in the Little Caesars Arena in the NCAA tournament. That was devastating. Uh, Judd had a loss to Georgia Tech in 86. That was in the tournament when the clock had a malfunction and it hurt state dramatically. I mean, they've had, through the years, tough losses that meant more in terms of how the season was defined. But the way this loss came down, no, I don't remember seeing anything even remotely close to that. Not at all. Yeah, I'm not talking about an upset loss. I'm just saying that it it seemed like it was over. And Izzo, oh. Izzo is a master class normally, Timmy, on sets out of timeouts, on when to take timeouts, and how to work the clock at the end of games. And that was so shocking about what happened in Iowa City. Well, look, the, I claim, as I said today, if you took all those Iowa shooters and you let them go out on the floor right now with nobody in front of them and a bucket of basketballs and let them all shoot the way they did, see if they can make all five of those. I mean... It, it, to me, it's like a golfer who shoots 62 and you had 20 putts, but you shoot the ball. I mean, you hit the ball better the next day, but the putts don't go in. Okay, so now you shoot 71. Well, in this instance, in the early part of the game, Iowa couldn't make very much, but by the time they got done, they had made 17 threes, but they made five of those in the last 90 seconds. Furthermore, I think Fran McCaffrey, the Iowa coach, was convinced that that game was over, and before I'm leaving the floor, I'm giving this official the automatic stare down because this is what you did to us and then out of nowhere his team comes back you know and gets a win so look you know the other thing bill that 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 alarms me for state moving forward i think they can get past this tomorrow night but are they going to shoot as well 
you know, you can't shoot much better than what they shot in any game at any time. And for them to shoot that well and then still get beat, I think you can play just as hard. And I think you can put it in the rearview mirror. I don't know that they will, but I think you can. But with that kind of deadly accuracy, that I would be – I mean, they made 31 out of 36 free throws. And what they shot, they shot a ton from the three-point range. Well, are they going to do that tomorrow night? That's hard to do. That's hard to do. I saw Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com bracketologist, had Michigan State the latest update this afternoon around lunchtime. He had them on the seven line. Uh, they're in, I think, these last two games come into play for seeding, just like what they do in Chicago in the Big Ten tournament. Come Selection Sunday, what seed do you think Izzo's going to get for his team? Well, I think it depends on how they finish. I mean, if they win tomorrow night, they'll beat Ohio State at home Saturday. All right, that's nineteen and eleven. Then, if they win a game in the tournament and lose a game, just to go come up with something, that's twenty and twelve. And there are some quality wins in there. And the Big Ten usually gets a break. And Michigan State's got a tradition-rich NCAA background. I'm not smart enough to tell you that that's six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever the case may be. Other than the fact that if you're the eighth or the ninth seed, you simply have to play the number one team in the second game of the first weekend, providing you win the first game. If State wins the first game, I think as an eight or nine seed, Bill, they would be a very dangerous team for any one seed. I'm not saying they'd win it. I'm just saying if you're a one seed in the second game of a weekend, I wouldn't want to play Michigan State. I was talking to a coach after the game Saturday, and he was telling me something that I thought about quite a bit. You know, I think State's got a lot of really good individual players. And in the Big Ten, I think one to ten, you know, they can line up with almost anybody, if not everyone. But they get funky and they substitute a great deal of the time because that's the way Tom does things. And I just wonder at times if they get out of whack simply because they have so many different combinations on the floor. I'm not criticizing him for that. I'm just saying that's what he does. Everybody knows that. But I think at times, you know, their players play as well as anyone in the league. But to your point earlier, a lot of that's on the home floor for all 14 teams. And when those 14, including Purdue, when they get on the road, it just doesn't work out exactly the same way. I mean, State played exceptionally well at Iowa, and they shot the ball exceptionally well. And if they continue to shoot like that, then I think they can be a dangerous team moving forward. I'm just not convinced that any team, let alone Michigan State, is going to be that red hot in one single game moving forward. But that's the intrigue now at this part of the year. Tim Stell from Stout on Sports. Weekday mornings at 10 a.m. and our affiliate the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You can hear the huge show weeknights at 6 p.m., 6 until 9 p.m., Tape delayed in the Lansing area. What does Michigan have to do? I I said to open the show today, split their last two between Illinois and Indiana. That would be another quality road win. Win one game in the Big Ten tournament because I believe what they've done in the Big Ten will not be overlooked by the selection committee. You agree or disagree? Well, I think, Bill, the irony with Michigan is the fact that for all the trauma that Michigan's been through between close losses and injuries and all that, that if they win two games this week and Purdue loses at Wisconsin, possible, loses at home to Illinois, I mean, I guess you could say possible, Michigan could win two and tie for the Big Ten title, both of them at 13-7. and Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but but mathematically, that's the reality because Michigan's one of four tied for second at 11-7. Uh, Look, you tell me, can Purdue lose at Wisconsin tomorrow night? I think that's possible. 
Could they lose at home to Illinois? Well, you'd pick Purdue probably in both games, but they've been struggling, and what if it goes south? Now, does Michigan have an easy schedule? No, they got a terrible schedule. they got to go to Illinois, and they got to go to Indiana. Neither one of those. Is yet, I mean, they could lose in both, and Purdue could win both. But the reality of it still is, as we go to the final week, Michigan is not out of the Big Ten title chase just yet, incredible as that sounds. Uh, and to your point, I, I don't think this is anywhere close to a great Big Ten year whatsoever. I think there's so much parity, and these teams struggle so much on the road. To me, it's a brand new look for all 14 when they get to the Big Ten tournament, because for the first time, you're going to see these guys all playing each other with no one having a home court advantage or a road game disadvantage. Throw the ball up and let's see who comes out on top. Tim Stout, he's on top every day in the media. He owns Lansing, the godfather of TV, newspaper, and the game, 7.30 a.m. Timmy, uh, great to hear your voice again, my man. We'll talk soon. Okay, good, Billy. Keep up the good work. Talk to you soon. All right, Tim Stout checking in from Lansing about an hour ago. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, told you that Izzo wasn't happy with the Minnesota game that was canceled because of the shootings. And he's Lansing will not be made up.